Blog Talk Radio. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. It's Tuesday night, and it's 7.30 p.m., everyone. It's time for your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thorne. The acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high-quality example of digital journalism. We deliver the conversations you want to hear about the news defining our time. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Day Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am so honored that you are on with us live this Tuesday, January the 12th, 2016. Well, we are already off to a great 2016, and I trust you are having one phenomenal year thus far. Now, you should know that this national news talk program aims to deliver the conversation and the content you want to hear because after all, as human beings, we have a common bond of issues that come up. And tonight we are putting the spotlight on human trafficking. That's right, I said human trafficking. Now, if you think that this is no longer a very relevant issue, you are very wrong, my friend, because you should know that actually there are estimated 27 million adults and 13 million kids around the world who are victims of human trafficking. Now, these are astounding and very disturbing numbers. We're going to dig into the topic of human trafficking that, by the way, takes place all throughout the United States daily. I'm no expert on this topic, but I have someone with me that knows a lot about it. She's an advocate. She has spent years trying to fight for those who do not have a voice. So do stay with us, okay? You know, this show is literally for every single member of the community. That means everyone in your family, including the youth, because after all, information can be powerful. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, offers talk radio with substance. We say here, real talk for real people. Well, I'm excited you're with us tonight. Let's get to it and always know that we love great conversation and we also adore powerful music and we have a new musical selection tonight from TV. So we're excited to offer you a full, comprehensive show for this second Tuesday of 2016, all right? Get ready to message all of your family, friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, and let them know that Let's Talk America Radio is on right now. LTA Radio is on. So if you're on Instagram or Twitter, do hashtag LTA Radio, all caps. LTA Radio, so others will know that you're tuned in. The topic tonight is human trafficking. Let them know also that this topic, again, affects all of us. It's not just one. This topic is important. It's critical. And we're going to take it head on tonight. We're going to ask some tough questions to our in-house featured guests. Well, we're set to kick it off. Do know that our signature in the news is up next, where we will highlight the top trending global news that matters to you most. We're set to get it off going, all right? Let's get it rolling. Let's Talk America Radio is in your ear. News talk for everyone. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The copulation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. 
The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or misses including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the room. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a balm in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a balm for that. Books may be purchased on authorhouse.com or at amazon.com or you may visit the website there is a bomb for that.com for more information. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K E Z I A A L S O R D.com or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul and you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Thornton. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarka, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. A huge thanks goes out to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. Now, if you are with an organization or company that's interested in advertising with this show, do let us know. Connect with us at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Again, that easy-to-remember email address is Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. And you uh, let us know what your needs or your requests are, and we will be sure to take care of you. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank all of our dedicated weekly loyal listeners. Your support makes all of the difference. This show is what it is because of you, for you telling your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors about us. Thank you so much. Uh, We have grown, and we know that is due to your continued support, and we ask that you stay with us for 2016. Hey, I know there are many of you that go back and listen to the Replay podcast uh, just because you want to listen to the show again or you missed the first half, or maybe you didn't catch it at all. Thank you so much for sticking with us and just to let you know that Let's Talk America with your host Shana Thornton is now featured on iTunes. So if you go there and look up podcasts, we are right there for you and we do invite and encourage you to share your review of the show, okay? And while you're at it, go visit our website. It's a great site. It is newly designed and very easy to navigate and there you can find more information out about all of our supporters, our national sponsors and partners 
customers, and so much more. That easy-to-remember website is www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Okay, check it out. Let us know what you think of the website. You can actually send us a message straight from that website under contact. Okay, everyone? Well, we are set to kick off our In the News. Of course, this is where we highlight the top trending global news that matters to you. Now, it has been a hit with many of our listeners. Uh, if it is your first time listening to the show, welcome, and I hope you enjoy it. And do note that Let's Talk America Radio has joined forces with the acclaimed SCB-TV Channel 182 out of Georgia to bring you a televised version of In the News. You can visit the website at www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com to see the footage there. It's great, so do check it out. Stay up to date with all of your top news in a brief manner because we realize that your time is precious. In the news for the week of January the 11th, 2016, President Barack Obama is set to deliver his final State of the Union address. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight will mark the final State of the Union for 44th U.S. President Barack Obama. He is expected to give his assessment of what he believes the nation to look like in 2016 and the direction he hopes it will take in the near and extended future. There will be a symbolic gesture at his final State of the Union address. Now, according to reports, there will be one seat empty in First Lady Michelle Obama's guest box for the victims of gun violence who no longer have a voice. Let me know your thoughts on the State of the Union address. Connect with me on Twitter at S.S. Thornton. Again, the handle there is S.S. Thornton. In the news, Philadelphia policeman attacked by citizen. A 30-year-old man opened fire on a Philadelphia police officer as he sat in his March cruiser on Thursday, January the 7th. The shooter did proclaim allegiance to the Islamic State terror group after he was taken into custody. 33-year-old police officer Jesse Hartnett was struck three times in the arm by gunfire. Now, the dramatic ambush was caught on surveillance camera. Officials do report that the suspect fired 13 times. The suspect was taken ultimately into custody by responding officers. Officer Hartnett will undergo several surgeries for his injuries. In the news, North Korea claims to have tested an H-bomb. North Korea says it tested a hydrogen bomb recently. World governments have casted a great deal of doubt on the nuclear test claims. Now, leader Kim Jong-un has focused on building up the isolated nation's nuclear program in recent years. The U.S., South Korea, Japan, and China are testing for airborne and ground radiation in the region, and yet no definitive evidence has been found as of yet. And finally, in the news tonight, El Chapo captured after dramatic escape. Mexican drug lord El Chapo has been captured and now is sitting in a jail cell. If you recall, he escaped from a Mexican prison some months ago. Now, he won't have too much of an opportunity to escape again because Mexico plans to extradite the prison escapee to the U.S., where he faces drug trafficking charges connected to his cartel. Well, everyone, this concludes our In the News for this week. Thank you for sticking with us. Our signature segment has been popular with many of you, and we will keep you posted in a very brief manner of the top 
trending news stories. Do stay with us because there has been a lot going on uh, in the news lately, and we are trying our best to keep you updated with everything and, of course, being respectful of your time. Hey, and again, check out the televised version of In the News. Simply visit our website at www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com, where we're going to be back in a few seconds. We're going to be putting the spotlight on human trafficking. My exclusive featured guest joins me in minutes. Stay with us. Hi, this is pop culture correspondent Diana Vega in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Let's Talk America radio show. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshaynathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is talk radio with substance. Tune in. Well, everyone, we are just seconds away from featuring our conversation tonight about human trafficking. But in keeping with tradition, I would like to share our inspirational quote of the day. And it comes from the one and only young Anne Frank, who once said, How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. Again, the young Anne Frank once said and wrote, How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. You know those words came from a very young Anne Frank, and they are so true. If you're looking to make a difference, if you're looking to be a rainbow in someone's cloud, it can start now. It can start simultaneously right now in this moment. It's not necessarily something you need to plan, okay? I know many individuals sit there and and plan their life away, and there's nothing wrong with having a plan in your head or even written on paper. But sometimes to make a difference, it can be as simple as a smile, helping someone, uh, going out of your way and being positive or reinforcing uh, what's right in their life, needing a motivator and not a naysayer. Okay, so that can start right now. That's nothing you need to plan. So, hey, continue to shine bright and allow that brightness to impact others. Thank you, Anne Frank, for that very powerful and meaningful statement. Well, did you know that human trafficking not only involves sex, but also labor? And also, were you aware that over 27 million adults and 13 million kids around the world are victims of this horrific crime that's taking place every day? Often it's hidden in our own communities. Well, I'm no expert, but I'm very honored to bring back in someone who was on the show previously talking about human trafficking. It's the one and only, the very respected Natasha Reed Rice. She joins us now. Hey, you want to bring your career to the next level? Call United Medical and Business Institute now. 866-304-UMBI. And enroll today. You can be certified in less than a year. If you've always wanted to get into the healthcare field or you want to make more money, this is your chance. UMBI is MARTA accessible and offers flexible class schedules. Financial assistance available for those who qualify. Call 866-304-UMBI or visit them on the web at umbi.edu. Your future is only a call away. United Medical and Business Institute, where your goal become your reality. 
listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. It is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on human trafficking. Now, if you think this societal issue is obsolete, it's no longer relevant, you are very wrong. And not just an issue globally, abroad, many individuals think, but it's an issue, it's a problem here in the U.S. Maybe you're sitting in South Central L.A., maybe you're in Atlanta, Georgia, or you're in Miami. Uh, So our human trafficking is happening literally probably in your backyard or not far from it. I'm no expert on it, but I have with me now a young lady who has been an advocate for years. She is an attorney uh, by trade, and she is just phenomenal on many, many levels, a community leader as well. I have with me the one and only Natasha Reed Rice. Welcome back to Let's Talk America to discuss a subject that I hate, that I detest, but it's one we need to spotlight. Hey, how are you, Natasha? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me tonight. Uh, It is a pleasure to have you back on. We had you on about a year and a half, two years ago, and it was such a pivotal conversation. But as you know, human trafficking is not dead. It is still, unfortunately, very much alive globally and here in the U.S. domestically. First, Natasha, break it down for our listeners. What is human trafficking, and just who does it impact? Trafficking actually is a broad title. Um, it can refer to labor trafficking or sex trafficking. I tend to be very involved in combating the sex trafficking component of human trafficking, and it affects everyone, really. I mean, truthfully, because it's affecting our communities. I tend to work um, very closely with young women, um, but it also affects young men who have been caught up in the sex trafficking trade. Okay. And what it looks like, it looks like young girls in high school who are going to class and who are then approached by another young girl or another young boy who have actually become agents of certain pimps that say, hey, why don't you join me? Would you like to make a few dollars? Would you like to skip today and come with me um, and meet some of my friends and get introduced then to the sex trafficking trade? They may be induced through money. They may be forcefully induced. Um, They may, in some instances, and sadly enough, be pushed into it even by family members who are concerned about paying bills, who are concerned about surviving, who then push a family member into something like this. It may be even, and I told my own children because I've got teenagers, you may get drawn into it as my young son because someone says, hey, you want to get my car a drive? Do you want to... You know, check out the latest speakers. Yeah. I mean, the predators involved okay. in the human sex trafficking industry know the language, know the inducements to use to draw some of our what we would consider unlikely candidates into a world of terror and trauma. You know, Natasha, you said it so eloquently, so well. Um, It is a very disturbing depiction you described, but you did a great job at it. Now, I don't know if our national and international listeners are thinking what I'm thinking, but here I am saying, you know, I've seen some of those depictions in the movies from the 80s, if you will. Hollywood has had its way with that notion, a very disturbing notion and one that is based in reality sometimes. But, Natasha, how is this still a lie? and well and thriving in 2016? You know that's a question people are asking because, again, we've seen the Hollywood movies that have dramatized it, and I'm sure uh, to a large degree that has been accurate. But someone is sitting in their home right now in Orangeburg, South Carolina, saying what she describes typically takes place, I want to believe, this is what they're thinking, likely, in a third-world country 50, 60, 70 years ago. But you're saying that's not the case. 
Oh, it's not the case at all. It takes place in our low-income communities. It takes place in our middle-income communities. It takes place in communities that you don't even suspect. So here are just a few things. that, And I, I, there, there's a, a, lot, a, there are a large number of studies that are done on why this continues to happen. But here are just some anecdotal stuff, anecdotal information, as well as just from um, having experiences and talk to many of the survivors of this industry. It happens because there are a lot of people who deny that it happens. Okay. There are a lot of us who remain silent. There are a lot, I in particular, um, also being very active in the faith community, have been very active in getting the faith community to pay attention to this issue. We don't want to pay attention to this issue because it's an issue about sex, right? Okay. We want to look the other way. Okay. We don't want to pay attention to this issue because it will force even those who are profiled in power, who may actually be participating in it, from a um, demand side, not a supply side, but from a demand side, okay. to pay attention to this issue. This is not just prostitution. A lot of people will try to characterize it as prostitution. Those girls, and those young girls, those young boys that get involved, do it by choice. No, oh, many wow. of these young boys and girls that are involved are not doing this by choice. This okay. is not an option, right? So this this, this, this conversation is so timely, also yeah. because this is actually National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Oh wow! And so. To have this conversation in this context, the awareness building, it, it surprises me that we still, as you were mentioning, a lot of folks are just not aware of it. And it's not a judgment surprise. Yeah. It's just surprising because I'm now seeing it so much more. Now that I've opened my eyes to the issue. You know, Natasha, you bring up so many great uh, bullet points. One that goes in my head is, is, you're right, I think there are some people out here who are saying, you know, you can put any name you want on it, but they're saying human trafficking uh, to a large degree is prostitution. And you're right, I'm sure out of a not really understanding or maybe just insensitivity, saying these young people are choosing that. But Natasha, you know, I, I, I am a journalist, and it's rare that I will offer my personal opinion with any topic, but I will boldly say this anywhere. A child, a young person, cannot make that decision. I'm sorry, and I just say that as a community member, you cannot convince me on any level that somebody young, not knowing the consequence of anything that they're doing, can say they're willingly doing that at 8 or 9 or 10 years old. Do you agree? I completely agree. And so that has also been one of the areas that makes it very difficult to advocate and to get legislation in various state houses in place to protect these young children. So in Georgia, for instance, um, in 2000, it was a $50 misdemeanor for a man to have sex with a young girl involved in sex trafficking. Oh, wow. In 2000. That wasn't that long ago. No. It took quite a bit of effort to get the first piece of legislation in place in 2010, to, and it wasn't effective, it wasn't effective until 2011, to essentially decriminalize the victims of sex trafficking. Oh, wow. When you talk to someone like and here in Georgia, Judge Nina Hickson was very much on the forefront of yes. galvanizing folks within our local community to take note of this. She was a judge. She saw these young girls coming before her in handcuffs. These were the victims of sex trafficking now being called criminals and being charged with crimes, and the Johns weren't even dealt with. And so it it becomes an issue of not only public policy and public imagery, we don't see these young children as victims. And until we can begin to see it that way, it has been very difficult for us to get any um, momentum even in the state house. And so since then in Georgia, for instance, 
because we tried to mirror other states that have been successful. So we've gotten, you know, our first um, first piece of legislation passed to decriminalize these young children yes. who have been pulled into sex trafficking. Okay. Now then there, the follow-through was to also get numbers posted in certain establishments where if you see a young person you think that is being forced into this or you're in a truck stop or you're in a, a bar, there's a 1-800 number you can call. Okay. You know, you, you have to tell me this, Natasha, and I know you said it, this issue of human trafficking, which is a crime on many levels, legally but also morally. It's, it's very disturbing and disgusting, if I could use that word. But who does this typically victimize? I mean, I know you're saying it affects everybody. It can be a kid from a low-income home or middle class or higher end when we're talking about wealth or money in this country or around the globe. But, you know, from your uh, understanding of it and your experience of being an advocate, is there a sect more affected than others? Is there a, a, I'm sorry, what is a sector? Is there a sector of the population more affected than others? Oh. So, you know, the, the, the statistics and the percentages the breakdown is sometimes underrepresented, but I tend to work quite a bit in the African-American community just because of um, the community that I'm involved with okay. from a faith standpoint as well. Um, I work, obviously, in a larger community, but um, one of the complaints um, and concerns is that typically the other reason people look the other way is because many of the victims of sex trafficking are of color. Okay. Right? And so um, when you start to look at socioeconomic considerations, racial breakdowns, you do tend to see that many of the victims in the sex trafficking arena okay. tend to come from lower income, tend to be of color. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, we have to look at it on a state-by-state state basis to really see some percentages of how that breaks down. But it, in, it impacts young women, young girls, young boys of all races. You do tend to see it quite a bit in those that fall into low-income communities okay. those in communities of color. You know, we often think of women and female children uh, when someone is uh, putting the focus on human trafficking. And I know you touched on it saying, well, it can really affect anybody, men and boys. But are men and boys also victims? Because I think, again, when you look at some of the Hollywood uh, depictions, if you will, and not to beat up on Hollywood, you know, obviously there's a lot that comes out of the art industry. But you, we say mostly women. But are boys and Men also victims? Oh, most definitely. What how so? Something yes. Because they, they one, they could be trafficked. Um, and there are other ways that one, they could be trafficked for sex. They could be also be pulled into the industry by being agents of pimps that have okay. a lot of recruiting. Okay. Um they may be the ones that are in high school. I mean, even in um, the middle class neighborhood that I live in, not far from where I live, there was a what they call a sex trafficking ring, and young boys were being sent into the high school as agents of the pits to do their recruiting. So wow. there's victims at that level. There's victims at the level of actually being the ones that are pimped out. Okay. It is boys are not, um, and I told this to my sons even. I'm like, you also need to be aware of this issue. Yes. Apparently, it never affects you, but you may see it in some of the circles that you are, you know, that you are in, whether it's at high school. And that's okay. what I'm saying to you. It's not something that happens what in a, in a in a country outside of the U.S. It's not necessarily something that even happens outside of our middle class community. Okay. Sex trafficking is it impacts. 
so many of our communities, and we've got to pay more attention. There, we've heard reports of young girls being kidnapped off the street, walking home from school. Okay. Again, middle-class neighborhoods north of Atlanta. Mm. Right? It's not always in the neighborhoods that people want to stigmatize and turn Okay. Oh, wow, saying that may be a economically lower level. You're saying literally this can happen in different neighborhoods. I want to compare something, Natasha. What does it look like? I'm talking about human trafficking. What does human trafficking look like in foreign nations, if you will, or perhaps the third world nations um, that we've come to know, some of the Philippines and maybe some parts of Africa or South America, versus what it looks like in the U.S.? Are they similar or not necessarily? Um, I think it depends on the country. I also think it depends on the network, right? So it's going to look different in different places. One of the things that um, I think we have to be careful of is that human sex trafficking in the U.S. is not always going to be separate from how it looks outside of the country because one of the ways that um, young victims of sex trafficking are recruited, they may be recruited in Atlanta, but they also then may be sent very quickly over the border into okay. or Latin American countries. Wow. That way you're able to um, keep them from being rescued, right? And so um, um, there, there's quite a few studies done and books written even on, like, the Asian sex trade. It may look, look somewhat different than um, the sex trade coming out of South America. Okay. Um, and the volume of victims may also differ. Um, and also from um, middle, um, Eastern European countries as well. Uh, so I think it's going to vary based upon the country, based upon the particular network. Okay, yeah. Uh, it involves a lot of money. It's often connected with, with drugs. It's often, you know, okay. you know taking, taking these victims out of familiar territory to keep them from being rescued. Wow. And would I imagine uh, that it more so in foreign countries that maybe the labor side of human trafficking would be a little more prevalent than here in the U.S.? And that's me just guessing. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's true. I mean, again, looking at the labor side of human trafficking, that is, that's going to look a little different than the sex trafficking component, okay. but a lot of those operations probably, use, you know, you might see some, some, some similarities as well, not only of systems, but of people. It is Tuesday night, and you are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. We are putting the spotlight on human trafficking with uh, a very well-known and celebrated um, advocate out of the Atlanta area. Her name is Natasha Reed Rice. She is many things, an attorney. She's also a minister and highly respected in Atlanta and outside of the area, really in the region. And she uh, knows a lot about human trafficking, and she's an advocate wanting to end this. You know, you've depicted a uh, photograph, a story of it that is so real, also disturbing, but it's real, okay? Natasha, how do we combat it? How do we say, as much as we love having you come on the show, how do we want and do our best to end this tragic crime? I consider myself someone who's very concerned about it, Okay, I think can really relate to a lot of us and those of you who are listening. So I became very concerned about this issue. Something has to be done. So the way that I decided that I was going to be active was I was going to give of my time, I was going to give of myself, and give of any of my talents, right? So I began to look for organizations in my area that are actually out there combating this on the systemic level, so advocating in the Georgia State House, but also who are out there providing services directly to the victims. I've worked very closely with uh, Lisa Williams and um, Circle of Friends Living Water for Girls. Okay. They have done some powerful work 
beating these young girls and young boys off the street and giving them an alternative to that, that life, providing them with access to education, with opportunities. Now several of her girls have graduated from with, with GED. Amazing. Gone on to college. Tremendous, Amazing. tremendous story. But I've also partnered with, formerly I was a board chair for Georgia Women for a Change, and we were one of the very um, strong organizations that lobbied and advocated for the first legislation that we had in Georgia to get past, to decriminalize these victims, to provide resources for them. So I say that to say it doesn't require you to know all the statistics. Okay. It doesn't require that you become an expert on the area. If you have concern, if you have resources that you can pour in, you have intentionality to want to see this in, yes. you too can become part of combating it. So right now, for instance, look for groups in your area that are out there trying to combat this. Look for opportunities to join with alliances and other organizations that are advocating to change legislation in your state. In Georgia, for instance, we have now a constitutional amendment that is coming up on the November ballot that you can vote yes for, advocating for the fees that come out of the Rachel's Law Safe Harbor Act to now go towards setting up a permanent fund so that those fees are then really being used to support the victims of sex trafficking. Look for those similar types of laws, legislation, um, proposed laws that you can become an advocate for and make a difference in your community because it always starts local. Wow, amazing information. Natasha, I know you were instrumental with the women's ministry at the very legendary Ebenezer Baptist Church of Atlanta where you work with the Social Justice Committee. And so this next question is very uh, relevant to that. Obviously, as a minister, you counsel people uh, for a variety of things. But we're going back to human trafficking. How can the victims, if you will, heal, Natasha? Because you know this better than I do, okay, working with so many people in ministry, even when the crime itself has happened even maybe years or decades ago, how can victims heal? Because you know that is not an easy task. It's not easy, and it, it takes a lot of compassion. It takes a lot of intentionality, um, and it takes a will to want to heal. Now, so, and this is kind of the tough love piece. If you're not ready to heal, it's very difficult for someone else to force you to heal. Okay. Right? So um, what I've learned in working closely, as I mentioned, Lisa Williams and others, is that You've got to, you've got to be want, you have to want to heal. And then we can give you all the resources. You've got to, to walk to the well, right? Yeah. That you're thirsty for. And then we can make sure we open up the well. So it, it, there's a, there is a step that must be taken by those that are hungry or thirsty for healing. But what, what they need is a community of folks that really surrounds them without judgment, but with love, with compassion, with expectation, right? The expectation okay. that Baby, you take one step, I'll take ten with you. Um, the expectation that I know you've been in a world of trauma, but there is a brighter tomorrow. Just hang on and don't let go because there is a much brighter tomorrow. And, boy, do you have a testimony and a story to share. Wow. Not only are you healed, but in your healing process, there are so many others who will witness that and whose lives, whose minds will be changed okay. transformed. You know, let's talk about sexual crimes in general right now, Natasha. There is rhetoric out there, and you know this just as well as I do, and many of our listeners know, that continues to unfortunately point the finger at alleged victims. And some very high-profile cases are under scrutiny right now, okay? And that's a, a fact. We know that. It's in the news. What are your thoughts 
on crimes that involve sexual assault? I have multiple thoughts on crimes that involve sexual assault. Okay. Sexual assault. Oftentimes, um, my initial thought is it's often about power. Okay. Right? I mean, that's not revolutionary. It's not new. Yes. Um, it's about power. It's about the statement of power. It's about the assertion of power. And it's often power that is undergirded with insecurity. Okay. And so you then get that whole dynamic that plays a part. Um, the idea of pointing the finger at the victim is not uncommon. I mean, you see that whether it's in sexual situations, whether it's in, in other victimizing crimes. Um, I think that it is very important for us as a community to listen very clearly to the story, to hear the yes. victim, and not to judge before we hear. Okay. Um, I think it's also very important um, in this in this environment um, that we push out what's actually being said who's pointing the finger, why they're pointing the finger, and in the midst, not lose sight that the victim actually is the one that may need, that needs the help, that yes. needs the support, that needs yes. the guidance, and that needs the protection. You know, what would be your stance on individuals who say, well, you know, this uh, young lady, this young man is saying they were victims of human trafficking, um, but that was 20 years ago. Uh, maybe, and we know uh, right now I'm touching on Bill Cosby. We're, I know we have listeners who are on both sides of that, but there are people that say, hey, well, th- this happened 30, 20, 15 years ago. Uh, why didn't they bring it up then? That's some of the rhetoric that has been very disturbing to a lot of individuals who work with victims of sexual assault. And then again, of course, you have some people who say, hey, that's a justifiable, you know, uh, thought or that's a suggestion. What would you say as an attorney, as an advocate uh, for human beings and rights throughout this nation when they say, hey, they should have brought it up when it happened, not 25 years later? Yeah, so the first thing I'll say is I'm going to, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, draw the line between what's happening with Bill Cosby and sex trafficking. Yes. Because they're very different situations. Yes, they are. So in the sex trafficking arena, um, the, uh, Lisa Williams I've worked with and other folks um, in, that have worked very closely with the victims of sex trafficking will often say, even when the young woman may not come forward until she's in her 20s, okay. because she was so traumatized as a young girl, she's still that young girl. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's such a profound statement because what often happens, and you know, you can get your developmental psychologist involved and yes. all that in the conversation. You can even look at it from a spiritual standpoint. When you are traumatized and victimized as a child, okay. it is often very difficult to mature on the typical spectrum of maturity and development into an adult. Wow. Right? So you, it's very difficult to say that that person, after they've experienced such trauma, abuse, and victimization, um, and in their 20s now, it's not still that child. It's not still in that place where they yes. get so traumatized, right? So they don't necessarily grow out of it. I mean, there's got to be an intentional walk okay. that takes you into a place of healing and restoration and wholeness. But wow. that's a whole other thing. Um, I think the conversation, um, which is a separate issue conversation when you're dealing with the Bill Cosby. Yes, it is. Really, on the legal front, is to look at statute of limitations. I mean, victims of sexual abuse um, are always in many instances, victims, until they get to a place where they can find closure and okay. healing and wholeness yes. and move from victim to survivor, survivor to thriver. Okay. I mean, I gave you a very quick answer, but yes. I, there, that's a, it's such a layered um, conversation, and I think we have to be very careful in how we jump to conclusions. 
inclusion yes. in the Brentville Crosby case or even more particularly in Correct. the conversation on sex trafficking. Correct. And, but I, I would say either way, I think it goes into the healing of uh, the victims dealing with, oh, uh, yes, it goes into the healing, the H word. I completely agree. Yes. But and you, it's such a process. Now, that, that's the part, too. That, and it does oftentimes require professional assistance and therapy okay. and spiritual counseling and you know, very concerted intention. You know, Natasha, there are many moms and dads and aunts and uncles and godparents listening to uh, my voice and your voice right now this Tuesday night, and they're saying, you've described human trafficking perfect, okay? Um, and they're scared of, of what could come from it. And, and not that you've just, you know, frightened us, but it's a good frightening in the sense of this is happening. And to me, in my opinion, a lot of it is a hidden culture that as parents and guardians, we need to uh, be on our P's and Q's about. What can a parent do to prevent this heinous crime, this horrible act of human trafficking from happening to their beloved kids? Yes, and you ask such a great question because I, as I mentioned, I'm a parent of three, and so hearing all these things and being involved, it is frightening. I have to sometimes step back and say, okay, so what things are in my control? What are the things I'm able to do? One, love your babies, not just with words, but with presence. Okay. As much as you can. Now, as parents, that says a lot because many of us have to work. We have to be, okay. you know, yeah. all over in different places, but love your child with presence. Physical presence, not gift presence, but yes. actually your presence. Okay. Let them know you're there for them. You have an ear that hears. Listen to your child. Okay. The unspoken and the spoken words. And then watch them. Be okay. aware. I mean, you, you hear um, many folks will say, you, there are signs of your children getting involved in the sex trafficking industry. Your daughter's dressing differently. Are they packing a change of clothes when they go to school? Like, wow. what are some of the things that they're now tuned into? Okay. You know, where, are, where is their esteem, right? Where is their confidence level? Have you assured them of their goodness? Have you assured them that they were created to do great things? You know, one of the predators... Um, in the sex trafficking industry, this is an anecdotal story, but he says when he goes to the mall, he knows the victims that he's going to target. It's like a lion looking at gazelles. He looks for the one that is apart from the crowd. Oh, my. So he says, when I walk up to these young girls and I say, I compliment them and tell them they're beautiful, the ones that look at me in the eye and say thank you and keep walking, I don't mess with them. Okay. One who bows her head and shyly says thank you or whispers a thank you. That's the one I go after. Oh, no. Oh, wow. As we, as we parent, we want to parent in a way that we continue to build up our children and remind them of their value and of their worth. And, you know, as a parent, we try our best to do our best. Yes. Sometimes it's beyond our control. Okay. So I just want to encourage each of us to do our best to love, to provide a bill for our children. And for those of you of faith, cover your babies in prayer. Mm, okay. Continue to cover them in prayer. Pray with them. Pray over them. Pray for them. Be intentional about your language that you use when you speak to your child. Okay. Your words. They can bless and curse. They can give life and death. Be very mindful of how we speak to our children because that pours into their own heart their spirit and their minds and help them to understand who they are, yeah. who they are, their worth, their standards, what they will bow down to and what they will not. 
Wow. Powerful messaging. I hope all the moms, dads, guardians, grandparents were taking mental notes or go back on the replay podcast and listen to it again because you gave some great information. One thing that resonates with me, you're saying make sure you give your child a listening ear. Right, Natasha? Yes, yes, yes. Powerful information. And she said, flower them with love and presence. Presence, people, time, time, effort, in. Natasha, you have been such a wonderful asset and great featured guest. We're going to have to have you back on, of course, again, to continue this conversation, which is pivotal, which is critical in all of our communities out there. Before you leave us, uh, tell us where our uh, national and international listeners can go for more information on human trafficking. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me tonight. Um, this is such an important show, an important topic. I will tell you and, and suggest to you there are, there are several places you can go, but one in particular that's close to my heart because I know the work that they're doing. I've seen the survivors come forth, and that is um, Circle of Friends, Living Water for Girls. Okay. Find that on um, any Google search. Um, they have a wonderful website, provides great information. If you're looking for a place to find information um, on a true transformative um, 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 organization that provides access to these victims, healing for these victims, and another chance, I would recommend that you take a look at that website. Oh, wow. That are also giving and contributing to the work that they're doing. Great information. Again, we appreciate Natasha Reed Rice for being on with us. Let's Talk America, bringing you the issues that matter in all of our communities. Tonight, we put the focus on human trafficking. May it end, but we first have to start with awareness and information, and that's where Let's Talk America Radio brings you news talk with substance. Have a fabulous 2016, Natasha. Keep pushing and making a difference in our communities. You as well. Thank you so much. This is DJ Nicholas, gospel radio artist from Kingston, Jamaica. And you're listening to Let's Talk America. Keep it locked. Of course, we just wrapped up a pivotal conversation on human trafficking with our featured exclusive guest, of course, that being Natasha Reed Rice, very appreciative of her time and efforts and all of her expertise in getting us the information we need to know to end such a horrific and horrible crime that is taking place again um, every day throughout this nation and also around the world. I did want to provide another telephone number, uh, some more information for you, rather, um, the number for the National Human Trafficking Resource Center is one eight 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 three seven three. 7888. If you happen to know someone you think that may be dealing with it, or if you yourself think you're the victim, or you just want more information, again, contact uh, the hotline for National Human Trafficking Resource Center at 1 888 All right, everyone. Real talk for real people. That's Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. You have to stay with us next week. Same time, same place. We have a new featured topic with a new celebrity guest or expert. But before you leave us, I have some great information to share. You may recall a few weeks ago, we kicked off our community spotlight segment where we actually put the focus on a nonprofit organization from around the world. And tonight, we put the spotlight on Connecting Henry. I'm going to let the executive director speak for herself. Check it out. We're here on location with Connecting Henry out of Georgia. I'm speaking with the executive director, Susan Crumbly. Susan, tell us about Connecting Henry. Good morning. Connecting Henry is a nonprofit organization in Henry County, and what we do is we provide resources and develop programs for families and children in Henry County. Awesome. And if anyone wants
wants to connect with your organization. Do you have a website or an email they can contact you on? Our website is connectinghenry.org. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Shane. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. What a show tonight, but you have to join us next Tuesday night, same time, same place, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will kick it off, everyone, okay? Don't leave us yet. We have some great music by featured musician TB2 up next. Uh, Very, very briefly, I hope you have one phenomenal week. Enjoy your MLK Day. Of course, that is Monday, January the 18th. Perhaps you have some very special plans, but let's all remember to reflect on a great legendary individual that made some ultimate sacrifices to allow everyone, regardless of their creed or race, to be treated equal, okay? Let's remember him, and may he rest in peace. A very great gentleman there. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate it. If you're looking for upcoming show guests or featured topics or you just want to know what we're talking about out there on social media, there's one easy stop shop to go, and that is www.letstalkamere.com. America with ShanaThornton.com. Join us. If you follow us on the uh, various social media outlets, we will follow you back. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. Plus. You name it, we are there. Check out that website and it'll give you all of the great information. Well, TB2's music will close us out on this Tuesday night. And the name of the song is A Song for You. A Song for You by TB2. Check it out, everyone. And hey, put his name in your favorite search engine and find out more about this very talented and gifted artist. We appreciate all of the support from everyone, especially the musicians out there. Thanks for submitting your music. Keep it coming. We uh, so enjoy supporting all of the musicians and artists out there. Talk to you next week, everyone. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It's an entity of Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. I've been so many places in life, life and time. Sung a lot of songs, I made some bad rides. I've acted up my life on stages, 10,000 people watching. We're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly, darling, can't you see?
Now we're alone. 